0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hey, folks, welcome back to the Kids Kids Fantasy Football Podcast on the Fantasy Focused YouTube channel. I'm your host, Bobby Lamarco, and I'm here once again with my left hand or right hand man, whatever which you're looking at the screen. Buck, Buck, what's going on, buddy?
2: Left hand man today, Bob, doing fantastic. This is a very rare, you know, daylight
1: mm.
2: recording for you and I, which yeah. is, I think is a first timer.
1: Yeah, it might be. I Actually, take a
2: daylight recording anytime because I'll tell you what, you 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 grind me down, Bob. No. You render me into just ground buck, and that's what you got at nine o'clock during our normal recording schedule. Yeah, you're gonna get full bore buck. You're getting full gut Love. all the time. Gutty four seven, find my new handle. You might have a hard time finding it, but it's Gutty and it's 24 7, Gutty 4 7.
1: Love it, baby. I like it. I like it energized, Buck. We're going to, you know what? Hey, listen, as long as my company doesn't find out and recording in the middle of the day, we're good. You know, I'm going to. Lunch you know, break, like, Bob. Yeah. yeah. You oh, have yeah.
2: workers' rights, workers' honestly, rights.
1: That's true. And honestly, now it's just becoming a protest for workers' rights. That's what I love about this podcast. It goes it starts off as fantasy football. Now we're talking workers' rights. That's what I love the most about us, folks. All right, listen, we're going to get into it today. Me and Buck, you know what we do. We're going to talk a little bit about Thursday night football because there is a Thursday game. Honestly, the Tuesday game has thrown me off. I forgot that waivers were today. Good thing I put my yeah. Ronald Jones bid in and got him. By the way, thank you. Oh, he was spent.
2: available. That, that I got was. him in one league,
1: my shallow ten-team league. He was available. I got him. The Leonard Fournette owner don't know what you're doing, but hey, I spent all my Fab. I got him. Probably going to start him over. Maybe we'll talk about that later. I have some questions for you, Buck. Let's get sure. some gut. Let's get some gut in the lineup later. Um, but today we're going to be talking about Thursday night football. Titans 49ers should be an interesting game. Some fantasy relevant players there. Also, going to be talking about our starts of the week today. We've gotten it's the holiday season, you know, when there's no Grinches, there's no there's is all Santa Claus. And me and Buck decide to give you nothing but a bunch of starts this week. We're going to talk about a bunch of players, every position that we're feeling quarterback, tight end, you name it. We're going to talk about a bunch of guys, not just one that we're feeling in your lineups this week. Some guys that you might be less owned that you can maybe find on shallow waivers and or some maybe two RB2 or, or flex plays that we're feeling. So we're going to break that all down in just a little bit. Go ahead, Buck.
2: Can I interject with the methodology behind this? So the methodology is you got me, low rent, very lowly owned players, because that's that's how I roll. It's just pure gut all the time. Bob, he's on the West Coast. He's an elite. He, he has the status over me. He's also a damn genius at times. So you're going to get a little mixture here. So if you're really scrambling because of the COVID, then I'm your man. If you have a little bit more leniency, a little more leeway here, go with the Bob picks because I guarantee you they look sexier than mine.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, it's week 16, right? And yes, there is Austin Eckler's. There's the Tyree kills. There's the Travis Kelsey's, some bigger name guys that are out and you might need to now go to the waiver wire, but for the most part, if you're in the semifinals, you have your team. And now it comes down to which RB2 do you want to start? Which flex guy are you looking at this week? Because your rosters are pretty set. So that's kind of why my mindset changed. But typically, yes, Buck is right. We've been under 50% owned most weeks. Sometimes outside the top 24 owned players that we've dived into. But this week, I took a little different approach. But the good news is Buck brought his garbage pail, whatever, mm-hmm. lunch pail, garbage pail. He brought both, no gutter. honestly. He eats <laughs> I his brought lunch an
2: entire order. gutter. I just I brought it. a gutter from, from the side of my home.
1: That's awesome. And that's, yeah. and that's what we do here. We actually take, we dismantle our homes to bring it to the podcast to help you start your lineups properly this week. All right. So before we do, we've got to just take a quick commercial break because all our podcasts are brought to you by BetOnline online, a G and after this quick commercial break, me and Buck are going to dive into Thursday night football. Be back right after this Bet
0: online is back and better than ever a new web interface for the rest of the NFL season and the NBA season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all football and basketball action this season. Make sure to head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE50. That's bleav five zero believe 50 to receive your bonus from football to basketball to nhl to boxing to ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the rest of the 2021 seasons bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts
1: all right, Buck, let's talk a little bit about Thursday Night Football Preview. And Hit me, of Buck. course, this Thursday Night Football Preview, of course, is brought to you by our Sunday Live Start Sit Show. Make sure you're joining us this Sunday. We're going to have a special guest potentially on this Sunday myself, Sky, Ryan. We're not going to be there. It's going to be Buck leading the show, of course, with a little dash of Jordan, maybe a special guest. We don't know. But make sure you're joining us this Sunday Live, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. And it's also brought to you by Good Sports. As a reminder, every every dollar of a donation that you give us, 10% goes to Good Sports. We have donated $150 to the cause already this season. We're looking to double that hopefully in December. But you guys will help us out and go along. But come Thursday, uh, Thursday all these Start Sits, big questions you have. Make sure you're coming on Sunday. We're three hours of Start Sits. So make sure you're joining us there. All right, Bob, yeah, Thursday night. And, and the go rails
2: ahead, are going to come off, Bob. I'll the like rails it. will come off. You leave me alone with a microphone. God knows what I'm going to do with it.
1: I like it. I mean, that's what I was hoping for. I'm actually, I actually am available, but I've decided to just not go because I want to see what happens when we just do a solo (laughs) love pot on Sunday. So,
2: no, man, enjoy time with your friends, family, all that. Uh, I hope everybody out there does too. But seriously, tune in. There should be fireworks. You'll have me scrambling all day long.
1: All right. All right. So, the Thursday night game, let's talk, break this down really quick. I actually like the games where it's not your typical division game i like when they mix it up 49ers titans not your typical game of course because it's afc versus nfc you know this is actually nice these are actually kind of similar teams in the sense they want to establish the run um they work off that a lot of play action that type of stuff but it's a low over under 44 points according to fanduel sportsbook three and a half minus three and a half for 49ers on the road so obviously they're pretty big favorites um even on the road they're actually favorite in this game There is some key injuries. Of course, on the 49ers side, it's Elijah Mitchell being out at running back. Um, You know, there is a couple injuries to the Titans as well. They're going to be down uh, Roger Stafford and Taylor Lewan. That's two of their starting offensive linemen this week. So that's not good for the the Titans' run game and also Ryan Tannehill. They're also going to be down some key guys in the secondary. Um, They're also down some guys in uh, the Titans' defense is down some players. But – A.J. Brown might be back. So we're looking to see. It sounds like he's going to play. Julio got a full practice in, but, I mean, this guy can't even stay in the game. for. It's ridiculous how he comes and practices in full and he can't even finish a game, which drives me crazy. But A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, both in the lineup together again for the first time in months. And then top corner, one of their top cornerbacks, Norris Jenkins, to be back. So, Buck, before we dive into each individual player, any injuries stand out to you? Anything about this game stands out to you overall?
2: I I know that the 49ers have won five of six. So they're looking like they're on a bit of a tear here. They're looking like a more well-rounded offense in in terms of their attack with Jimmy G kind of chipping in as well. The problem I have is how are the Titans home dogs here? Titans are nine and five. Like what is Vegas? That's what's bothering me, Bob. What does Vegas know that we don't?
1: Did you watch that? What do they know? the fourth quarter of the, the, the Steelers game. I mean, they just like, I don't know. They just don't have offensive firepower right now. I mean, AJ Brown with back should help, but they're just not, they're not impressive to watch.
2: But are the 49ers all that impressive in their own right? Because I'm not convinced, you know, God forbid sky, you know, I, I don't mean to insult your team. It's true. But I'm just saying the Niners, they're not sexy yet. They go in as road favorites. Mm to a 9 and five first place in their division team, that's the part that is me very unsettled. So because of that, I'm kind of leaning 49ers way here. I'm kind of leaning towards some of their players. You mentioned the offensive line injuries there for Tennessee. I just feel like 49ers get it done on the ground game. But Jimmy G's a little sneak start here. If you're really pressed, like let's say Pat Mahomes, God forbid, is on the COVID list. Ooh, throw Jimmy Grapes in there. Mm. He's available. You can scoop him.
1: Yeah, I think when you're looking at this game, to be honest with you, I think George Kittle and Debo are the only two guys that you probably should feel comfortable with. Maybe Iuke. Agreed. But um, overall, I think when you start looking at how you beat each team, they're both more vulnerable through the air, especially the San Francisco 49ers passing game. I mean, the the Titans, Titans now with A.J. Brown back, how comfortable would you feel – Playing AJ Brown, his first game back after this long absence. Buck, are you willing to flex? You would, you would flex him right away. Okay. So AJ Brown in Debo in George Kittle in. What about Ayuk? Would you rather start AJ Brown or Ayuk in this game?
2: AJ Brown.
1: Okay. Now, when you jumped onto the running backs, the Jeff Wilson. This is the thing about Jeff Wilson. We were when these guys come back from injury, we all expect them to hit the ground running, and especially with serious knee injuries like Jeff Wilson had. You know, Pro Football Doc was saying forever that he might not be 100% until December. So he gets off to a slow start, he's, and then people fade him last week, and he finally goes off because maybe he finally is healthy. So now there's no Elijah Mitchell playing against this Tennessee Titans run defense. How are you feeling about Jeff Wilson this week in this matchup?
2: I don't love it, Bob, and I haven't loved Jeff Wilson the entirety of this. Whenever he's had to fill in for Elijah Mitchell, I think Elijah Mitchell is a much better player. He will get the volume. I just I don't see him turning out a 17 point performance, which is really what I'm trying to get out of my top running back there.
1: And what about Dante Foreman? I mean, he's coming off some back to back, solid rushing performances. San Francisco has been pretty good against the run over the last month or so. So what's your thoughts about Dante Foreman? Are you willing to start him maybe over Jeff Wilson in this matchup?
2: no, I'm probably going to lean Wilson over Foreman, all respect to Foreman, but the injuries, I mean, you're going up against a pretty solid front there for the San Francisco 49ers. I'm i am not in love with Foreman. If you're in a pinch, he's a good flex option, but RB1, RB2, I'm, I'm fading Foreman.
1: Now, when it comes to the defenses in this game, are you looking at maybe uh 49ers defense with those injuries up front? What's your thoughts there?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would prefer 49ers over the Titans in this game. Vegas knows, Bob. They're just always lurking in the shadows. Right. So if, if they are favoring San Francisco, I'm going to lean San Francisco here.
1: Now, knowing everything going on right now, it's a Thursday game, which is tough because we're not going to know all the final COVID things going on. Jimmy G, Ryan Tannehill, either of these guys in your lineups for two QB leaves, super flex, anything like that?
2: No. Okay. Super flex, I'm fine with either, but not in a standard one quarterback league.
1: So it sounds like George Kittle, in my opinion, I think George Kittle, Debo. It sounds like A.J. Brown, maybe even Iuke are in your laps, but it sounds like Iuke is a little – there could be some flex appeal there, but I don't know if he's a slam dunk start in my opinion. I actually do like the 49ers defense. I actually think they are a solid start in this game. I am honestly personally favoring Jeff Wilson over a Foreman in this matchup, but let's talk about some quick in and out. So. The biggest one of all is Joe Mixon against Baltimore. Baltimore has been really stout against running backs. I'm going to assume we would both start Joe Mixon over both these players, correct? Yes. Okay.
2: Even with that Q on him.
1: Yeah. And Devin Singletary versus New England or one of these two running backs?
2: Jeff Wilson.
1: Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle. Damian Harris, if he is active.
2: I think it's a problem because of how well Ramondre Stevenson already attacked the Bills front. Mm. I, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start JWJ.
1: Okay. And then Rashad Penny against Chicago. Rashad Penny. Okay. So that's right around the RB two flex range for for Jeff Wilson specifically. Yep. All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about and touch on for this Thursday night game before we move on?
2: No, not really. I'm good.
1: All right. All right, those are our Thursday night football preview brought to you by our Sunday Live Starts This Show. Make sure you're jumping on the Fantasy Focus YouTube channel every Sunday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. And all our Sunday Live shows are brought to you by Good Sports. 10% of all donations from our show go to Good Good Charity, Good Sports. So far, we've donated $150 this year. So make sure you're getting on, too, because this Sunday and the rest of the football season, we are doing a giveaway for the month of December. For every $500 we raise, we are actually giving back to uh, – we're giving away a jersey to one of our followers. So all you got to do is become a super chatter, join the show, and then you guys will be entered to win a jersey once we hit that $500 threshold for the month. So make sure you guys are jumping on, helping out, and just join Buck. Talk some shop. You know what I mean? You know, Even if it's not football-related, Buck will be definitely down to chat it up with you, of course. All right, before we go into our next segment, which is our – Positional Start Sits of the Week, which is brought to you by our sponsor, Carefactor. We're going to take a quick commercial break to talk about Carefactor. We'll be back right after this with our Positional Start Sits. Hey, TCK Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with CaraFactor. CaraFactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the CareFactor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarefactor.com. That's shop.my K-E-R-A-F-A-C-T-O-R.com. Carafactor, skincare for hair. All right, Buck, let's get into it. Yeah, skin care for, skin hair.
2: Care for hair, baby. I tell you I, I need to get on the care factor train. No well,
1: doubt. Well, it's about time. Let's get it done. I mean, me too, man. I got a little thinning up front. We'll be, we'll be right as rain within the next year. By 2022, me and Buck are gonna look like Fabio out there.
0: Can't you better wait.
2: believe it, Bob. You better right. believe it.
1: All right, Buck. Listen, we technically say start sits, but today we're just it's a starts and streamer show. I that's a misleading headline. You can drop an S. It's a double S week, folks. Buck, we're going to talk some starting quarterbacks, guys that we're looking to potentially stream, and or some guys maybe you have on your bench as a QB, too, that we like to start this week. So give us one or two of your guys. Give us us your QB starts.
2: So I got one that I'm really high on. The other one, not so much, but it is an option. It's just like, you know, you're standing at the edge of the Titanic. You know, you're you're on the very tip of it, and you're just putting your arms out. That's what the second one is. First one, Jared Goff. Dan Campbell has got his boys fighting, Bob. Dan Campbell's playing against the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons are terrible. Terrible as far as defense is concerned. You got a little little thing called Craig Reynolds. We might talk about him a little bit. I think I discounted him on the live show on Sunday. My apologies to the Reynolds family. Uh, But I'm telling you what. Jared Goff, it isn't pretty, but I think the volume will be there on, on Sunday, and I think they're gonna play a very good game against a very terrible opponent. My secondary option here would be I'm gonna say it, Bob, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Doesn't it's not sexy, it's very risky, but there are times where you are faced with a situation where maybe you have to stream this week super flex. I like both guys. They should both be available, uh, as a, maybe not in a dynasty league, but you know, in a, in a normal redraft league, I think both options are available. I like both of their matchups, and I believe that they will come, come around with 19-plus points in their respective matchups here.
1: Yeah, it, it, mine are a little bit more of like those just outside the top 12 range guys. The first one's Kirk Cousins. Now, the Chargers defense early on in the season um looked very strong against the pass very weak against the run but over the last five weeks we have noticed a slight shift it's as they've gotten more guys in the front seven healthy they've actually started being a little more susceptible on the perimeter versus against the ground game we've seen it against certain teams i mean obviously big ben roethlisberger had a big game against him a couple weeks ago mike glennon actually threw two touchdown passes which is just embarrassing as a giants fan The fact that Mike Glennon threw two touchdown passes and had 22 fantasy points against you is ridiculous. Last week, Patrick Mahomes, huge game. But I also think it's mostly to do with the fact that maybe Adam Thielen comes back, but the Chargers offense should be able, even down Austin Eckler, should potentially be able to put up points against Minnesota, which I like because Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. He's always a product, I feel like, of the game flow. If there's a game, if if the other side's going off, the Vikings have the firepower to go off. But if they're in a game where it's low scoring, like, for example, when you have Justin Fields only putting up nine points and most of that came in the last drive of the game, um, you know, I think that's where my my viewpoint is for Kirk Cousins in this matchup. The other one is is Joe Burrow. Now, Baltimore has lost so many guys in the secondary. And, including, of course, we know about Marlon Humphrey and company. But the Ravens are still stout against the run. Um, you know, you're going to beat them through the air. We just saw what the Packers did with Aaron Rodgers and company making it look easy. But over the, <coughs> but overall, even Burrow earlier this season had a very nice day versus him. Chase went bananas against Baltimore just, uh, I think it was back in like week five or six. And I like Burrow this week because, you know, Tyler Huntley or Lamar Jackson, whoever it is, looks like they have a thing going with it. So they're both playing very well. Their offense is playing well. But I think Burrow and Com- Joe Mixon is not going to be able to dominate this game on the ground which is going to force Joe Burrow to throw a little bit more in this game. So I do like Kirk Cousins and Joe Burrow this week as starters for quarterbacks. So, jumping down to the running back position, buck, give us some running back starts that you're feeling this week.
2: I like Craig Reynolds and Ronnie Jones. So, not Ronnie Jones of Auburn fame, Ronald Jones the second of USC fame. The Bucks muddying the waters with Lev Bell. I think that's that is just a distraction technique. There's no way, and I might regret saying it, but there's no way. Bob, what's your thoughts? Like, do you think Lev Bell steps in and takes over 50% of the carries? I don't.
1: No. No, I don't. Okay. I think the pro- I think the problem is they needed a a passing down back, a guy they trusted in pass, bro, a veteran, because sure Deshaun Bond wasn't doing it. And Ronald Jones, that's his biggest problem. So I think he's still gonna get you 15 to 20 carries, maybe a catch or two, but the one thing you're going to bank on with the Bucs is they need to take leads. And, they, and they're and they playing Carolina this week, so we think they could take a lead, even with all their depleted weaponry. So I think, from my opinion, Ronald Jones, whew, I'm debating on starting Ronald Jones over like Amari Cooper, Antonio Gibson in my flex, because I, I think he's going to be a slam dunk this week.
2: Yeah, I mean, Devin Singletary went for 86 yards and a touchdown against this same defense last week after being completely absent.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, listen. In any of the games that he gets, it gets major touches. I mean, he dominates. it. Like he, this season, he has not seen a lot of g- big time carry games. The it's one, been all game Lenny. He, yeah, it's been all Lenny. But he got ten carries in uh, against Chicago, went for sixty three yards. Eight carries for thirty three and one. Eight carries for sixty three yards. Like anytime this guy gets the ball, he's electric, and he's a great pure runner. Plus, the Panthers. I mean, they're just not. They're dealing with a lot of injuries too in and out of the lineup in the secondary. There's also another guy. So I think Tom and company are still going to be able to move the ball. They're getting A.J. Brown back, uh, Antonio Brown back, and they'll be ready to rock and roll.
2: Yeah, and then Craig Reynolds, I I just like the matchup primarily here. He showed enough last week. There's no doubt about that. I just – I really favor the Lions in this game. I think they have some positive Mo, and positive Mo is what it takes late in the year when you're a losing team to come out and just shell-shock people. Who saw them beating the Cardinals by 18 points last week? Just, it's it's a Chipsmith miracle, Bob.
1: Week 15 is just, that was whacked out. That was a whack. <laughs> that, that was, like, for that to be the first round of the fantasy playoffs was just bananas. It was, I mean, so many top seeds got derailed because of this week. It's so funny. It's That's what I love and hate about fantasy. You could be dominant all year, be the top seed, lead in points. And you just have one shitty week, and it doesn't even matter. You're just a schmuck like everybody
2: else. So, Bob, I I was going up against the top seed. Well, I guess I was going up against a three here. So I was a six. I had DK Metcalf and Gabe Davis. Mm. And I'm sitting there, and it was one of those last second pull the trigger. It's Gabe Davis. I don't know why. I don't know how. But I felt like he had a better chance of having a big game. And if I wouldn't have done that, Bob, I would have lost. I would have lost the game by eight points. That's Those are the little moments where it's like the weirdness will happen. We can't avoid the weirdness at this time of the year. So you just got to stay on track, stay with your gut, stay with your heart. And, um, you know, clear eyes, big hearts, can't lose. Is that what the uh, Friday Night Lights is, Bob? Full,
1: full hearts. Full, full hearts. hearts. Can't I got
2: lose. a big heart. It's not full. It's it can't it's,
1: fill that
2: puppy up. It's it big. is enlarged. No, I all mean, right. it's like an enlarged heart. Yeah.
1: Oh, all right. Now now we're starting to get into like vaccine conspiracies. I don't
2: want to even bother with that. So <laughs> has anyway. nothing to do with vaccines, <laughs> dude. I just got a big old heart.
1: All right, all right. So, so my running backs are kind of obvious. These are bigger names, and, and it's kind of why I wanted to bring these guys up because some of them are either haven't produced really well lately and they have a nice matchup this week, or they're more just like guys that are starting to emerge and I want to continue to ride the high hand. The first one's David Montgomery. Montgomery, if, if you look at his stats the last five games, he's only had one big game. The rest is like between 8 and 11 points. But this week it gets a Seattle team. Not only is Seattle vulnerable on the ground, but they are actually one of the most vulnerable pass-to-pass catching running backs. And Montgomery has been known to get you four, five, six targets in this game. I really like David Montgomery in this matchup against Seattle. I would try to get him in my lineups as an RB, two. The next one is James Robinson. Seems obvious. He's playing the Jets. Sometimes you just don't overthink. We just saw him get the workhorse role, 18 carries, but now he gets the Jets. And the Jets are so bad against running backs. It's just like if you've had James Robinson and you're in the semifinals... You literally just lucked into just a guy who was unusable like three weeks ago is now going to be a rock-solid RB2, maybe even RB1 against this match against the Jets. The other ones are the, Bron- uh, the Broncos running backs against the Raiders. They just continue to put up a bunch of points together, and I think we're starting to notice Javante Williams is getting the slight lead, especially in the passing game. He's running more routes. He did it again last week, but even Melvin Gordon. I know people love the hotness of Javante, but people are overlooking how good Melvin Gordon has been for fantasy this year. And I think he's rocked in again against the Raiders, even with Drew Locke. That does worry me just a little bit because Drew Locke does not use his running backs as much in the passing game. So I guess maybe that's a little bit more sketchy now I'm thinking about it. And then final one's Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders has been just, I have like three ulcers from Miles Sanders. He just, when you watch him play, He's so good. Now they're dedicated to the run and it's like 2 plus 2 equals 4. We just watched him back-to-back games get 100 yards just and now he's playing the Giants, guys. Just don't overthink it. The Giants are just they're heading in the wrong direction. You know, I just can see that Miles Sanders is red hot. They did it last they did it against a Washington football team. I know they had a bunch of missing pieces up front, but don't overthink it, guys. The Giants are not a good football team. They will have a lead. They'll have plenty of plenty of workload for Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard in this game, so I really do like Miles Sanders as another start for me. All right, Buck, let's jump down to the wide receivers. Give us some wide receivers that you're feeling as a start for the Christmas week.
2: Again, we're, we're staying in the gutter he- here. I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Boyd going up against Baltimore. I think it's a great matchup, Bob. Tell me I why he didn't.
1: St- I, stopped, I stopped answering Tyler Boyd's calls uh, after what he did to me this year, so... I, uh, I'm, I'm literally a Tyler Boyd apologist. I love Tyler Boyd. And we're starting to see him a little bit get it going. But I, I just, he burns. He, he's, when I look at his, I've been following him closely. It's like he, it's like when he has a bad matchup, he does well. And when he has a good matchup, he doesn't do that well. And it's like hard to predict when he's going to go off. Um, Baltimore is is pretty is, is a better matchup, but it's actually been so good for outside receivers too. And we saw this earlier. It was Chase went nuclear. There's no Marlon Humphrey. So it's just hard to predict which guy it's going to be because now they're kind of rotating. So, I mean, I get it. Boyd's talented. You can only hope that the game flow suggests that the Cincinnati Bengals have to throw a bunch. That's all you have to hope for because they want to try to run. So maybe you're right because I think that Joe Mixon's not a good play. So maybe it is the pass catchers in this one.
2: I'm going to go Tim Patrick here going up against Las Vegas. I know you like that one, Bob. I know you do. Mm. I like those I mean, outside receivers
1: well the other thing too is that Drew Locke is a little more of a he will push the ball outside a lot more so you know I just my thing is Tim Patrick's just producing better than than Cortland Sutton it's just that simple uh, I, I know Cortland Sutton's I'm not saying Sutton's not a talented player but for whatever reason Tim Patrick's just the numbers are the numbers like the, he just even last week he did it so I, I hear you on that one too All right, I'm going to jump down. Let's get to mine here. I got a couple that I just kind of run through my slot versus wide metric, and I wanted to see which names kind of stick out. Uh, One of them that stood out was Jarvis Landry if he comes back uh, against Green Bay. Green Bay, we know, is going to put up their points. And, you know, Landry, when he's been over the last handful of weeks, he's been in double-digit fantasy points pretty much every contest over the last month or so when he's out there. So I like Jarvis Landry against Green Bay. Green Bay has been really strong, but they actually have been more susceptible to slot receivers and Landry plays about half and half. The other one is your boy Jamison Crowder. We try to we always should fade Jets. Um but I he's got Jacksonville this week and Jacksonville has just been a dumpster fire in the slot and Crowder is out there a bunch. So I mean, sometimes it's sometimes the the usage follows uh, the production follows the usage. So, you know, I wasn't really feeling Jamison Crowder a couple of weeks ago because of the slot matchups. But this week is a slot mod matchup. So I think James the Crowder, if you want to get deeper, is fine. Russell Gage, talk about staying in the flames. I mean, he's got Detroit this week. Detroit is is in, you know, kind of an okay matchup for wide receivers. But Russell Gage has a unique role. Plays in and out half and half. So I like Gage as a wide receiver three. Here's another one. Your boy, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, last, this this past week, uh, you know, it didn't, the Seattle Seahawks have been just really good against perimeter wide receivers. Um, and that's really hurt that hurt the matchup last week for Odell and company, even though they were down a a outside corner this week, they get Minnesota. Uh, well, when I tell you Minnesota, they're getting better, but they're still freaking horrible against receivers. So I do like, uh, the potential, I mean, Minnesota is, is one of those things where last week they lit up over 400 yards to the bears and somehow they only allowed like nine points, which just makes no sense. Makes no sense. Like honestly, it makes no sense. It's, it was one of the craziest games to watch. How many untimely fumbles, and then they they're going for it. They're not converting on fourth down in the actual in the in the Minnesota uh, red zone. But anyway, Chase and Higgins. I I know you said Tyler Boyd. I actually have Chase and Higgins here because they are an out wide defense over the last few weeks. Um, Chase just went nuclear. I don't know. Sometimes when a player goes like that, I don't know if they're gonna let Chase do that again him. But he had like thirty points the last time they faced off. So. And the final one's A.B. This is more of like a PSA. Like, don't overthink it, guys. Mike Evans out, potentially. No Chris Godwin. A.B. has – he He was hurt with his ankle, but then he went on this suspension for three weeks. He's been up to speed. And then Bruce Aaron comes out today says A.B. looks like he did right before. I mean, he'll say that, whatever. But B.A. comes out and says A.B. looks like he did before the injury. I'm just putting him right in my lineups. So you got A.B. because of these injuries, plug him in. That's how I feel agreed.
2: about it. Completely um, agree.
1: Any of those stand out to you, Buck? Any any comments, questions, or concerns?
2: No, no concerns at all. I mean, I understand the Cincinnati lean. I, I'm pretty high on all three of the options yeah. there. I just think this has to be a get-right game for Joe Burrow, to be quite yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, I, and I love Joe Burrow this week, so it, it makes sense to factor in all three of those guys. Uh, the one that stands out and the one that's simplest for me is A.B. Put him in. Do not hesitate. It, yeah. He's in. He is in.
1: Oh, yeah. All right, Buck, let's jump down to tight ends. Give us a – actually, before we do our tight ends, let's take a quick commercial break. We have another sponsor that we want to bring up, our newest sponsor, Lightbox. And after this, we'll jump into tight end streamers and starts for the week.
0: Shouts out to our new sponsor, Lightbox. Say goodbye to the dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones of blush pink, beautiful blue, as well as classic white diamonds. Lightbox, lab-grown diamonds, are the gift they'll never want to take off and priced so they won't have to they really make any outfit sparkle visit lightboxjewelry.com and add sparkle to your holiday shopping that's lightboxjewelry.com lightbox diamonds never a dull moment
1: all right buck let's get some tight ends
0: so I was going to make a tight end is,
1: comment there but please I'm sorry I was going to say well, unlike my t- my my butt after all the christmas cookies. Well oh, you are your talking to
2: the j- wrong guy here Bob. You're talking to the wrong guy if we're talking about tight ends. Um
1: Bob, I actually haven't seen you below your your chest ever. So at this point you could tell me anything. <laughs> I don't even know what your kneecaps look like Bob. That's a problem. No, the kneecaps
2: are mangled Bob. Mangled.
1: Not great. Okay.
2: Many there's knee that. injuries. Yeah. It's all it's all a blur below the belt. Um I, I just have one, and it is also my streaming option. Evan Ingram, he's playing Philadelphia. That's the argument. That's the tweet.
1: So I I hate Evan I, as a Giants fan. I can't. I'm I know so you do. So over him, like I really am. It's unfortunate because like he's just. I think he was a Pat Shermer guy, and Pat Shermer could have used him maybe some hybrid weird role. But anyway. Um, so my first one is someone that's well-owned, but I think he's not a consensus slam dunk. It's Zach Ertz against Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Now, the Colts are, a, they are very vulnerable against tight ends, but at the same time, Ertz was leading the team in routes since DeAndre Hopkins has taken a step back. Don't know why, but Ertz is out there the most, running the most routes, and that's very rare. We don't see a lot of tight ends um, out there running the most routes on their team. Ertz is doing that has produced a nice, solid baseline. But I think this week, with no DeAndre Hopkins again, I think Ertz could be out there. Now, for more streamers, my first one is, so I have him, and when I pick up a player to stream him, it usually is wrong. And I've been I've been on a good streak over the last few weeks. I know exactly
2: uh, who this is.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think you do. I don't think you do. I don't think you do.
2: James O? Jim no, Hall.
1: no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not him. Uh It's Cole Komet uh, against oh, Seattle. love it. Love it. So, Cole against Seattle. Seattle – so, one of the things you'll notice about Seattle is they are so good against perimeter-wide receivers that everything gets pushed to the middle of the field. Tight ends have been very good against Seattle this season. Um, And it's – but the problem I have is this. Seattle's offense can't get off the ground. They – you know, it's been weird. So, it's been kind of like defense – their defense is playing better, which, you know – well, Cooper Cup went bananas against him yesterday. I and mean, that's kind of my point. When you start pushing everything in the middle of the field, Cole Komet had a really nice game last week, but it was dependent on the fact that they dropped back to throw a bunch and Komet just got a bunch of mulling. Um, So I am a little concerned that from a game flow perspective, Seattle versus Chicago could be ugly, which is going to lead to less opportunities for Komet. Plus he's alerted to the end zone because they go to Jimmy Graham in the red zone. So I think he's fine from a PPR, half PPR standpoint as a potential streamer. But – Now let's get to my deeper names. Uh, My first one's CJ Uzama. And people, CJ Uzama, listen, Tyler Boyd didn't do, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins didn't do anything in the first matchup because it was Jamar Chase and CJ Uzama. Three for 90 and two against these guys. And Baltimore has been terrible against tight ends. The other thing that's unique about Uzama is that he's on the field all the time running routes. Like, so I just want to bring this up too, because I actually, I started tracking routes run to dropbacks for tight ends, because I'm just super interested to understand how many. So, like, what's the actual number? And none of the, the highest average of dro, uh, route run to dropbacks is Tyler Higby at ninety percent. Okay, he's out there running route like crazy. But over the last five weeks, number five, number six on my list is CJ Uzama. He runs about eighty-six percent of dropbacks. Cool. So that's tied with George Kittle. And that's ahead of Dalton Schultz, Kyle Pitts, and Zach Ertz, and Travis Kelsey.
2: Well, I knew so, Pitts would be on that list.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're all up there. So that's the thing, though. Like, I I try to find – you can't find a scenario where he's got the matchup. He has the usage. Now can the production follow? So sometimes it's that simple. It's the matchup. It's the usage. Because, like, the average tight end is about 50% dropbacks, uh, routes on the dropbacks. He's all the way up at 86%. So that's very, very rare. I mean, granted, he only gets about three to four targets a game, but the matchups really haven't been great for him. But also, the Cincinnati Bengals haven't had to throw that much. So yep. when they do have to throw, and in this Baltimore game, they're like one of the most pass-funnel defenses. I, I'm feeling you, my final one's James O.
0: <laughs> I gotta do it. Yeah, here. I knew we'd have G.O. Hey, in there, baby. You gotta
2: get in
1: there. Uh, Bingo, the bango, James O. James O. Um, James O. James O'Shaughnessy. Has seen his, you know, it hasn't been that special. The other thing is Dan no, Arnold yes. that is not, but but he went four for 60 last week. I mean, he actually had a decent game, um, James O. So he was actually a serviceable play this week uh, against Houston. The other thing, though, is um, for James O, is that Dan Arnold has been activated off IR. So I think that's why he's off my list. I don't think I want to worry because I don't know what Dan Arnold means for this offense if he plays. He has been activated off IR. Does that mean he starts? But I would watch that. But I rather, I think, C, I don't think you need to go much deeper than CJ Uzama this week. The other one is Ricky seals Jones. Um, because Ricky seals Jones, the first, people will realize he's coming off a very serious injury. Now, the first week he comes back, he ran less routes than Bates. But this week it flipped. So he went from, he's up to two thirds of the routes run to dropbacks. He had seven targets against the Eagles. I know he was playing with backup quarterback, but Dallas this week. Then the Eagles in the playoffs. I don't know if you need to start him, but maybe stash him because if he produces again and takes another step against Dallas, then he gets the Eagles the final week. You're talking about a tight end one, so I think that's somebody I'm actually keep my eye on too, as well. All right, Buck, let's talk about some defensive streamers and kickers, and let's get out of here. And you know, we got places to go. We got fancy dinners. I gotta put up. Buck's gotta put on pants for the first time in three weeks, people. So we gotta get out of here. Get all fancy. All right.
2: Not looking forward to the pants, Bob.
1: I had to put on pants on Friday. It was a fucking nightmare. I had to wear jeans, and I just—I was so grumpy. I just no. To this is again.
2: this is not a jean spot. This is like I got to put on some damn chinos.
1: I know. I, I went to a client meeting with a suit, like for the first time in two years. It was it was not great. Yeah, mm. uh, you could just see the go fuck myself on your face. It was not great. <laughs> um, so the problem with my my metric this week is that it's kind of chalk. Unfortunately, um, you know the Cowboys, the Bucs are way up there, but they're way owned. The 49ers is the first one that kind of might be still available against Tennessee. I really like Saints against Miami. I have up there Seattle against Chicago um, is interesting. Eagles versus the Giants seems like a trap. I played the Eagles this week. They sucked against Garrett Gilbert and whatever the big red dog. I don't know why I thought that, but for some reason, Garrett, double G can't get it done. That was ridiculous. I watched that game. I was so pissed off. I wanted to call up Jordan and just yell at him for 20 minutes. Be like, what the hell is going on? You guys can't even sack Garrett Gilbert. But they also got put in some bad situations early that game, and they got real strong towards the end. I get it. But they're playing the Giants. Just be aware that I don't know. They only got six and a half points in one of my league formats last time they faced. And the final one is the Chiefs versus the Steelers. Um, no path army potentially. Big Ben is kind of erratic. The Chiefs, you know, they didn't really do that great against the the, the Chargers. But prior to that, they were smoking teams. Um, they should get Chris Jones back, too, which is like their main defensive tackle. Uh, nice. And that matchup, they also were down one of their main linebackers and William Gay. And then so I think they get those guys back. I think that against Pittsburgh, um, especially if the Chiefs don't have all their weapons, this could be a lower scoring game, which could benefit the defense. But, Buck, do you have any defenses in your in your thought process
2: here? I don't play defenses here, Bob.
1: You don't play anything.
2: No. Bills so, smash spot.
1: Wait, so you have the Bills in all your leagues?
2: Oh yeah. So you've been riding well, that a defense.
1: Okay, so they're playing the Patriots this week.
2: Yeah, smash spot.
1: Oh okay. <laughs> is that is, you say you say wild card? Anyway, um, okay, so that's no, I'm great. talking
2: division here, Bob.
1: No, I hear you. I listen. I I I'm off the Bills defense ever since they lost Tre'Davious White. Um, but listen, if Bucks feel on it, whatever, we'll go with it. I I don't mind. It. The ghost
2: of uh, Justin Zimmer hears every word you say.
1: Is he is he even better? He's not. He's done for this season, right? Yeah, he's done. All right, let's talk some quickers and get out of here. Um, so obviously, unfortunately, once again, uh, the Football Outsiders has not updated their their offensive drive stats for the week. I'm very upset. I sent him a memo. Uh, I was like, guys, if I don't get this up for the Kickers show, I'm, I'm, it's over. Like the whole show's going under. I mean, this is what the people really are coming for. And by the way, really
2: look
1: at the, is the TCK swag? Huh?
2: It looks good.
1: Yeah, man, I love it, dude. Make sure you guys get on it. Get on. I like the,
2: the charcoal gray.
1: I did it. Yeah, that's the way to go. I wanted hats, but unfortunately, uh the hats are in back order until like uh until a Republican's voted president or something. They're they're
2: off the they're off the coast gray, then, gray. in some gray. shipping container.
1: Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, Anyway, so let's talk some kickers. First, Matt Gay versus Minnesota um, is my number one kicker on the week. Uh, Greg Zerline. But also, here's one that I think is interesting. Is the Kansas City kicker, if Matt uh, Harrison Butker does not play, look out for the Kansas City's backup kicker who replaces him on the COVID list. Could be something worth noting there. Some deeper names. Dustin Hopkins, Chargers kicker versus Houston. Jake Elliott versus um, Philadelphia versus the Giants. And then... If you're looking for other guys, Nick Folk, of course, been a stud all year, been down a couple weeks if he was dropped. And then Greg Joseph, he was dropped, or some other options too. So those are basically some of the kickers I like this week. Um, but if you can get yourself hands on some Matt Gay, Greg Zerline, I think those are the way to go. But that's pretty much all we got. Buck before we get out of here, we got a couple minutes. Anything else for week 16? Anything you're looking out for, um, whether it's you know, just game in general, anything you're looking for the most for week 16 of fantasy football action.
2: I mean, week 16 for me, it's, it's, you know, money week, right? Most leagues you you might get paid for third place, but you really need to get into that final. So you just, it, it's all about heart, tenacity and drive this week, Bob. So when when you, when you find yourself in a situation where your, your team's infected by the COVIDs, you know, you got to think to yourself, how do I get, outside of the box? How do I really make sure that I maximize what I'm doing here? Number one, you should have prepared for this three weeks ago on the waiver wire. Big names need big replacements. And thankfully I, I am prepared, but then you're left with a smorgasbord of various bullshit to choose from for your final wide receiver or whatever you got to fill in there. Um, but there are options and you're not scrambling. So I hope that nobody out there is scrambling. And I want to say uh, I, I, I'm i looking forward to watching the Matrix movie this weekend. Mm. The new one. It's on wow. the HBO Max. You know, it's probably going to stink because recycled garbage is usually pretty terrible. Um, but we're going to see what it does here this weekend with the Matrix. There are a couple of questions here, though, Bob, if you have a couple of minutes.
1: Sure. Yeah, I already kind of looked at them, but go ahead.
2: Yeah, here we go. Off the record, Koi's. You know what Koi's means, Bob?
1: coaches of the year
2: no 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 come on you spurs baby tottenham big victory going to the semi-final to care about bang energy cup love to see you in here jerry appreciate the support as always bob probably won't need as much luck with their lineup as i do uh because i'm i'm rolling dice bob i got no choice
1: when you live in trash for two months you're just used to the trash i'm just trash lineups for days bro i can't wait to throw my trash lineup into the finals let's go
2: and then you're just banking on that one twenty five point performance from a guy that hasn't sniffed seven points all year, and then yep. you hit it. Best feeling in the world. Oh, Smokey! No,
1: it's Matt Gay. When I get Matt Gay, my kicker spot drops twenty. I can't wait.
2: They, Matt Gay is dropping twenty. Smokey the cat, cat, is joining us here. Mm. What an unbelievable name! Do you play Hertz over Wilson? I love this question, and the reason I love it is Wilson stands out lineup wise. But he's not getting anything done, Bob.
1: Yeah, I'm playing Hurts. Does the Giants versus Wilson versus the Bears. What's happening? You look like you're about to throw up. You pause. All right, you're good. No, right. I
2: just had I had water go down the wrong pipe.
1: This is yeah, in 2021, Hertz is the better player. He's the better fantasy player. Like it's just not a uh it doesn't need to be worried about. You play what hurts, you don't play Wilson. That's how I feel about it.
2: I just like how candid you were, Bucks. You look like you're about to puke. I almost did,
1: because you you froze and you're like, and I'm like, yeah, it
2: was close. <laughs> was it was like, close.
1: That's okay. A lot of oh. we're let's, hey, listen, that's the excitement thing about our podcast. You, we might throw up on air. That's, that's I hit I
2: hit the mute just in time. Appreciate, it. nice. All right, so uh, we also need in a PPR one wide receiver, one running back, one flex out of Parker, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Amari Cooper, Gallup, Jacobs, Pollard, Sony, and Ronald Jones. I'm going to say my top two here are Ronald Jones is my running back. St. Brown is my wide receiver. And then I really don't know where I'm leaning.
1: Yeah, I think Rojo is a, if you got him, you play him. Uh, He's got a great matchup against Carolina. It was really kind of. They started off really good against running backs, but now there haven't been as much rate lately. So I'm 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 in on Ronald Jones your RB two. Um, at wide receiver position, you know, Cooper. The Washington football team has been better against receivers, but the last time these guys played, Cooper found the end zone with five for fifty. Um, yeah, I just they are a slot funnel defense though, and that leans Gallup. I mean, uh, yeah. CD Lamb. CD um, Pollard's out. Sony, you know, the matchup is good. He's got Houston. And I think, I think you don't overthink it. I think if they take a, I think I'm worried about the, the whole Rams offense because how much are they going to need to do against, against, and now Brandon Cooks is out against this matchup. So now you're talking the Rams versus Houston again, without Brandon Cooks. Um, oh, I'm sorry. It's no, they're playing. No, I messed that up. The Rams are playing, um, uh, shoot, I, this my my thing's wrong. The Rams are not playing Houston, Houston's playing the Chargers. Uh, help me out here. Who are the Rams playing at Minnesota?
2: At Minnesota, how'd they get mixed up? Oh, because it's alphabetical, word. it's so stupid. Okay, Minnesota, that's super
1: dumb. Okay, all right, there we go. That's better. Let's see what this means now. Holy shit, yeah, I'm playing Sony against Minnesota. Um, I like the matchup, so I'm going to put Sony in there. I'm going to play um, – so it really comes down to, is it Cooper or St. Brown? Are you going to ride the high end? I think if Jared Goff is playing, uh, so Detroit is – I'm going Amon I mean, Raw. Yeah. I, you know what? I think that's not a bad play. I actually don't mind a full PPR. You stay with the hot hand. I'm okay with Ronald Jones, Sony Michelle, and playing Amon Ra St. Brown, in full PPR.
2: I'm going to flip Sony out for Jacobs. So I'm going to go Jacobs, St. Brown, Ronald Jones. Yeah. Good luck out there, Smokey the Cat. Cat.
1: All right, man. Listen, that's uh, that's pretty much all we got for today, folks. Listen, that's another nice afternoon, delight evening for Buck, of course. Sunny mm-hmm. skies for both of us, of course, today playing the podcast. Once again, this is the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast on the Fantasy Focus YouTube channel Make sure you're joining us this Sunday live for 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. We're going to be doing all our start sits and all our donations. 10% of our donations go to good sports. Make sure you're jumping on, joining Buck for this Sunday, week 16 action. And once again, all our podcasts are on the Believe Podcast Network and brought to you by, by Bet Online AG. Thank you again for joining. I'm Bob. That's Buck. We're out of here, folks. Have a great holiday, and we'll see you next week, or I will.